When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who you read when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to, to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty studios made. From wings, wings to, to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones, romantic crazy fans that leave no real fun. Hollywood is film history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. Film history, the history of film. All of it made for you. God, that was terrible. Dev was uh, a little bit late getting in because there oh was a fucking God. premiere of yeah. uh, what we're pretty sure is Avatar 2 I'm, happening yeah, on the street. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Hollywood premiere of Avatar 2 is happening down the street. Yeah. Fuck um, you, James Cameron. That's hey. all I have to say for traffic. Well, Dev, <laughs> guess what? Today, we're going to be doing Avatar 1. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this episode's about Avatar uh, 1. So, all your fuck you James Camerons are uh, are in line tonight. All yeah. right. Yeah, well, yeah. it's good, because I actually just watched the making of Avatar 2. Oh, well, there you go. Wait, yeah. the making of Avatar 2? Yeah. The Why is that out already? It's like, you know, as promotion for the film drop. So, they oh, okay. like did a bunch of like, here's what yeah. we built. Here's how the new tech. Here's mm. a, the, They did like a four-part mm. series. I think I That's watched it on really YouTube, cool. but it was from... Oh, the production sick. itself and like yeah. behind the scenes and like because they've been doing this for years yeah oh this. yeah yeah they've been doing it for many years man before we really get started i i, I do want to have I, I have an opening number i want to play yeah yeah, uh, yeah. but did you want to say anything else before we actually get into the no, episode go ahead go ahead let's okay go. so i'm just gonna play this little opening number for everybody and uh <laughs> That's great, man. That is perfect. The submarine man himself, old James Cameron. This is kind of yeah. like a sequel to Titanic that we're doing it's, here today. It's hilarious too because like uh, that, that was actually the, the wrong clip. Uh, I, I the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the right clip is when he gets out from under the water and they play the song, and then at the end he's like, "That was fun exploring the deeps. I'm gonna go make Avatar two now," <laughs> which is also literally what happened. But I'll I'll get into that. Uh, we'll close out the show with the right one. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'll probably never do an episode on that guy just because he's just like I don't know. I mean, he's James Cameron, but like, well, this he's is got an interesting story. This is the third episode yes. of James Cameron. Yes, this is the third we James... keep fucking talking about this We're guy. We're just gonna do his movies, but not him. Yes, that will exactly. piss him off yeah. so much. He'll hate it. He'll yeah. hate it. <laughs> Apparently, look. Uh, here's what I know. He was a truck driver. And when he was, like, a teenager, I guess he would go to USC and he would, like, check out materials on... Or I think he would, like, steal them. I don't know. On filmmaking. What? Oh, really? Yeah. And he, like, would, he would like listen to, like, books on tape in his truck about filmmaking. And that's where he learned how to 
be a filmmaker. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that is the that's what I've heard. You know, his brother is a military consultant for Hollywood. Holy his shit! His brother was in the army or something and went yeah. and did tours in Iraq and then came back and now because wow. it's James Cameron's brother, he gets hired as like the military consultant wow. for like so many movies. What a cush gig! You're yeah. just like, yeah, just shoot that gun. Like it'll. You know, <laughs> that's what we did. We killed <laughs> villagers <laughs> and children. If, also, as long as like, you're killing children. What is it like to be James? <laughs> Cameron's brother. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> yeah, for real. I personally requested this episode yeah. because Avatar 2 is coming out next week. I have fought for a long time. I was like, I really want to do an Avatar episode right when Avatar 2 is coming out. One, because uh, you know, tie-in promotions do good numbers. But also, I already knew a lot about the making of this movie. Yeah. And I think it is incredibly fascinating. And I was like, I knew it would make for a good episode. But also, I, I think Avatar gets a bad rap because the story is trash. Yeah. But this movie is so much bigger than its story. And I feel like if more people understood what it took to make this movie, they would appreciate what Avatar was. Right. Because it, it's it's greater than like the the, the, the sum of its parts. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but the people who trash Avatar are people who have never spent a night in the woods <laughs> you know like the only way that you are like fuck this why would I ever do that <laughs> believe in like natives and like run around it's yeah. like nah it's because well, you never yeah. been camping motherfucker like <laughs> I, uh, I, I gained a little bit more of an appreciation for this movie while I was doing the research just because I didn't know how much like oh the, yeah, craziness yeah. inventing new shit inventing it's new even shit. I'll tell you guys when we get into it about cameras mm. that they invented for Avatar 2 for shooting underwater and shooting oh my 3D at the same time as 2D Damn. And they had to build these custom rigs that are Hell real yeah. crazy. I so, love James Hats Cameron. off. Uh, me too. And my thing too is not only that, but like the whole movie is this like big uh, homage to like Hinduism and like, you know, uh, the, I mean, of course, indigenous peoples mm. being, you know, uh, systematically mm. eradicated throughout history and shit. Mm. And this was actually, I mean, uh, it resonated very heavily with, like, Native Americans and all, like, indigenous I, yeah. people around the world. I want to say, you probably know this, but I want to say he came up with the idea for Avatar a long time ago. I know that, but I think he did it on a psychedelic trip because oh, I know shit. that he came up with the idea for Terminator 2 Right. Uh, during a dream. He had a dream about this metal skeleton in a fire. And he had that scene ingrained in his brain, and he wrote that scene, and then he extrapolated it out, and that's where we got wow. T2. Cool. And I was like, from a fucking dream. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's that type of dude. He's like a psychedelic taken, like, travel around the world. Like, he's yeah. he, he like, travels, he, like, goes through jungles yeah. with tribes Look, and yeah. shit. You do ayahuasca, this will be your favorite movie. Yeah. Like, straight up. You yeah. do mushrooms, like, you're gonna be like, the fern yeah. Like all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man is like Richard Branson as a fucking filmmaker. He God. just like travels the world, <laughs> you know, goes on like huge underwater oh, dives. And, yeah. Dude, I have so much on this film. Like, uh, so this will be also an interesting episode because our audience isn't used to me knowing things. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, I actually, uh, I, I'm going to be presenting a lot of the information yeah. in this episode. So. Yeah. Because a lot of this was me like, uh, they put some people in the ping pong suits and then they computerize oh, yeah. stuff. And so I, Drake is here to fill I, in the gaps. I am uniquely qualified because uh, a lot of the tech overlaps with video game stuff that I am yeah. already familiar with. But then I also just like, I, I love this the, the story of this movie. So like, I was already familiar with a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And then earlier today you texted me, you're like, you got a lot of the facts, right? And I was like, ah, fuck. I mean, they're foggy. <laughs> yeah. So I, re I rewatched some information about it to like, jog my memory. But I have a lot of stuff about the making Hell of this film. yeah, good. So... Well, look, this is like the sequel to Titanic, basically, <laughs> here on Film History. The History, History of, of film. film! If you were
were wondering after Titanic, whatever happened to that old James Cameron guy? Where did he ever wind up going? It's <laughs> at he, the bottom of the sea. Yeah, right? underwater. The yeah. The did he ever direct again? Uh, did he go mad <laughs> from the acid that was put in his potato soup on set? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Or did he go to prison for all those people he nearly killed on set in Mexico? Oh, yeah, you I know? forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, he put that acid in there. <laughs> he put his own he acid put in his, there. He accidentally spiked the uh, potato soup. What are like fucking potato soup or something? It was something soup. like it was like something what really is, fucking. Potato soup a thing? Potato salad? Yeah, yeah. Right, it is potato salad. Yeah, thing. yeah, potato salad. I think uh, that was it. potato salad at craft services uh, spiked with acid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the Titanic episode, everyone. If you haven't listened to that yet, go listen to yeah. it. But listen to this one first. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Uh, I want to. Uh, did you have you guys checked our Twitter recently? Uh, a little bit. I want to do a shout out to someone who tweeted at us. Yeah, hell um, yeah. And uh, said something so so funny but so accurate. Um, <laughs> I think they meant this as... Our fans are the best, by the yeah, way. I think they we meant this purely as a compliment, but it is very funny. Um, uh, so someone tweeted, uh, Eric uh, Matter uh, Tormitor. Oh yeah, I think he followed us too. Shout out, bro! Shout out! Am I pronouncing this this correctly, Dev? Um, Trometer. 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 I'm dyslexic. Sorry. He said at uh, FHH podcast is a podcast I recommend. It's a lot of fun, and every once in a while, you learn something. Yes, that is a perfect review. We're gonna we'll use that as like a blur. <laughs> that should be podcast. our description in our bio. Every, Every once, once in a while, while you you'll learn something. something. <laughs> Not always. I, I, I tweeted back and said thank you. Every once in a while is generous, but I'm glad you're having fun. <laughs> well, old... so go follow us on Twitter for more comedy gold. Yeah. Our fans, our fans are great. We yeah. want to interact with them more. So love our we, fans. By the way, our Spotify review, like yeah. our year review. Was so cool, oh, and clutch. Yeah, to I see how that, much yeah. like we realized that like our fans are diehard fans. Yeah, like even though we don't have millions of downloads, the ones who fuck with us like really fuck yeah. with us. We're in the we're top, in, like, their top ten percent of subscribers. I was blown to. away. We're in the top ten percent of all podcasts on Spotify. Yeah, which it blew me away. Yeah, Either me that means most podcasts are very unsuccessful, <laughs> yeah, or we're doing better than I for, thought for the TV <laughs> film category. That's Right. Oh wait, was that uh, it? Didn't yeah. specify that. Yeah. Oh okay. I'll take it. I didn't see that part. I didn't see that part. Spotify rap that said uh, every once in a while you learn something. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Spotify. Yeah, Shout but we Spotify. we grew five hundred five percent in the last year, yeah. which also blew me away. I didn't know we had grown that much. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And uh, to answer your question about where where James Cameron ever went. Uh, the answer is he sat down in his home, which I imagine after Titanic was just like a city that he bought, you know, and and lived he in. He bought the Queen Mary, and he's living on yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> he bought the ocean, and he just lived there for a while. And he wrote a little movie called Avatar, probably on a lot of uh, the psychedelics. I swear that man has had to have done. You can't make this movie and not done psychedelics. Yeah, like for sure. you're you're so in tune. The symbolism behind it, with tapping into like the whole spiritual aspect of connecting with nature. Yes, and like how we're destroying the rainforest. Yes, it was Fern Gully. I get it. Yeah, but. It was a badass Ferngully. It was like Ferngully on steroids yeah, and was. not for kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, 
you know, it, it's it's. I appreciate the story of this yeah. movie. I know yeah. a lot of people say they give it shit. It was like, yeah. well, why would I like that? But I was like, damn, when has there ever been a big budget, yeah. high special effects, high you know value studio film that has really presented a message like yeah. this? No, that's true. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta yeah. give them hats off. Yeah. To that I mean, too. yeah, was... the message has never had a bigger stage than yeah. than Avatar. It was colonization, uh, ecology. You know, yeah. uh, Native corporate people. America. America. Corporate America, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I, it was really, it was, it was this huge message, mm-hmm. and like you said, it was presented in this way where the masses came and fucking saw this mm-hmm. thing. You know? Yeah. And uh, of course, the main reason we're talking about Avatar today is because the sequel is fast approaching. Uh, Dev was late because of the premiere, like we Yo, were just saying I earlier. I sat in gridlock traffic <laughs> in Hollywood for a fucking hour. I was sitting in front of the Magic Castle for 30 minutes so trying mess. to get here, so, like three blocks away. That's so funny. This was not planned. I did not intend yeah. for uh, this our, our recording to overlap with the premiere. Yeah, the sequel is premiering Avatar to The Blue People's Revenge. This time it's personal. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, well, so I have, I have a quote that I would like to read about Avatar 2. And this quote comes from Guillermo del Toro. Nice. I will say this again. Avatar 2. After seeing it, you will realize how long it's been since you've seen an actual movie. Yeah. And I'm talking a movie movie. All caps. (laughs) I love it, man. Shout out to Guillermo. What is the second one about? Hey. It's Way of the Water. Way of the Water. So from what I understand, and Drake, you probably correct me, you probably know a little bit more about this because you're more in touch, but... I think that they meet this other tribe and go that that lives under the water, and the whole thing. A lot of like majority of the movie takes place underwater, That's so, so they sick. filmed wow. all of the fucking shots, even their mocap. So James Cameron was like, "Yo, inventing new mocap they underwater yeah. mocap." Yeah, yeah, that's what, what they did because they were like, "The movement <laughs> needs to be like you're underwater. You can't fake that." So like they had to build these specific, not only build the cameras, but then build the housing for the cameras and do all this in a fucking tank and like you know anyway so i think that the premise is they're meeting this other tribe that now because their home got destroyed right so they're like kind of migratory and they find this other tribe and they kind of connect with them but then the humans send another fleet of army, of course, to go there to cut to like fucking, and then there's the navy. Big battle. It's yeah. like, all right, the we'll navy, send the navy yeah. this time. We'll Marines take care of you. Fucked up, the yeah. Navy. yeah the we'll navy. take care of you, blue fuckers, one way or the other. <laughs> all right, <laughs> America, oh, yeah. goddamn it. Avatar two is uh, three hours and ten minutes. Jeez, and they cut a lot. Holy <laughs> and shit, yeah, man. and uh, so this will be a recurring theme. Um, James Cameron is the number one big dick swinger in Hollywood. Oh my, he's the, like, we're talking about the man who beat out his own movie that was already (laughs) the top, he had the top grossing film in the entire world, Titanic, and then in 2009 he comes along and makes Avatar and beats himself as the other top grossing movie of all time. Like, (laughs) the two top grossing movies of all time are this man. Do you know what was funny? Because uh, this is like... Tom Cruise versus uh, James Cameron. They decided to re-release Maverick in theaters for two weeks right yeah. now while this premiere is going on. Like wow. it's now running over Christmas. Yeah, They're, it's out of theaters before Christmas, but for the beginning of December, Holy you can go back shit. and see Maverick. So they're like, "Fuck you! We're gonna try to draw as much money as you can away from you." Like Studio Wars. Holly. Good luck. 
Uh, well, but uh, the reason I bring up, uh, and I will continue to bring up multiple times where James Cameron is big dick swinging, multiple Fox executives came into his office to try and they pled with him to cut this movie down be like, you cannot release a three-hour movie. Yeah. And he would kick them out of his office. Yeah, of course. It's like, you work for them, technically. And, and by the way, he is, he's not, he's... He's not exactly like the sweetest guy on the planet. Yeah. Like James Cameron is known for being a very hard ass dude. And he was a truck driver, yeah. you know. <laughs> and like- then in an interview, they were asked, "What about people who want to take a bathroom break?" And he said, "You can take a bathroom break whenever you want. Whatever scenes see- you miss, you-, you can watch the second time you see it." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the other part. We're going to get into that a little bit today, but like this was one of the first movies that came out in our time that people were just going to see over and over and over again. They were they would they would have press dockets out front of theaters and people are like oh yeah this is my third time seeing it like this fucking week you know <laughs> like people this was gangbusters like this man put a spell yeah. over the world yeah. like there's no doubt i think james cameron has some deal with satan <laughs> i don't know but nah, he's his deal is with the tree and the mushrooms <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man yeah. i can't wait yeah cuz everything i don't know about the movie is what you're about to tell me yeah. so i'm excited i'm so excited to learn i'm so excited to tell you guys about some stuff Hell yeah. Where do we get started? Where do we start? Let's get started with, uh, well, for one, if you, for whatever reason, don't know what this movie is, I, I don't know how that's possible. Avatar 1 was a 2009 epic science fiction film directed, written, co-produced, and co-edited by the submarine man himself, James Cameron, and it was starring Sam Worthington, Zoe Zaldana, Stephen Lang, Michelle Rodriguez, and Sigourney Weaver. And uh, James Cameron absolutely put that acid in the clam chowder on the set of Titanic. It's clam but, uh, chowder. That was it. <laughs> I, don't know, I think it was. Yeah. But to begin at the beginning, at the beginning, I'm going to tell you a little bit about when this movie came out on a segment that we call <laughs> <laughs> When Are We? <laughs> the most recent when are we in film history, the history of film history. Yep, I'm going to take you all the way back to 2009, <laughs> the year of our Lord. <laughs> Where were you guys in 2009? Let's just talk about it real quick. Oh, probably in a fucking drug rehab in yeah. Florida. <laughs> Rail and blow on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. I was in ninth grade. You were in ninth grade. Uh, the years of my grades lined up perfectly with the year that it was. That's so, right. uh, in ninth, so I was. Uh, this was December. Oh, so yeah, this was December old. of two thousand nine. Yeah. So I would have been in tenth grade actually, wow. because like I graduated ninth grade in two thousand nine. So that would have started tenth grade in two thousand nine. So yeah, Fantastic. it was uh, yeah tenth grade. Actually, yeah. two thousand nine. I was teaching musical theater, and I had just started Mad Hatter Humor, my first production company with Max. Oh shit! Hell in yeah. Florida, and we were yeah. doing a documentary about the homeless in Florida. Oh damn! Hell yeah! yeah. That's awesome. I, I was. Uh... A year out of, I was about to move to LA the next year, mm. and I was still at Mississippi State, and I was just like crawling my way out of the fucking woods. I remember <laughs> taking driver's ed and talking to my driver's ed teacher as I was learning how to drive about Avatar. That's hilarious. And I was like, yeah, man, it seems crazy. I haven't seen it yet. And he was like, dude, you gotta dude, see you it. You gotta see it. I'll play it on my phone for you right now. Well, you couldn't yet. We didn't really. <laughs> we, didn't no, have, yeah. we didn't have shit like that yet. Yeah. No, but to be fair, I do remember when this movie came out because I went and saw it in theaters normal. And then, mm. like, I was like, yo, this movie's so badass and so profound that I went yeah. back like two weeks later. Mm. 
with friends yeah. and saw yeah. it in IMAX on Fungus. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. Yeah, and I was like, it's, I was like, this is a movie for mushrooms. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I saw it twice in IMAX. I was like, I was a movie going motherfucker in 2009. I think yeah. I was just getting ready to come out here, yeah, so I was yeah, just yeah. like watching everything. all the fucking movies. Yeah. 2009, Mr. Barack Obama took office as the leader of the free world. Who? Who? <laughs> Taking the helm from old George W. Hell yeah. This was uh, Obama's first year. Uh, ongoing financial crisis and recession, which oh, began. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was about to throw myself off a fucking building because yeah. yeah. fucking our elites just wrecked everything. Dude, dude <laughs> the recession was hard this fucking year, man. Yeah. This was right around you know the housing bubble popping and all That's that. That's probably shit. why it was so popular. Yeah. It's like everybody's miserable and they're like, yeah. I need to escape this misery. Yeah. Take me to hours. Pandora. Yeah. Yes. Cameron's like, what recession? Yeah, <laughs> fuck a recession. Here's a four million zillion billion dollar movie for you. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean, buddy? 2009 was James Cameron. Yeah, yeah, he was the only motherfucker. He Congress was... went to him for the bailout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please, Mr. Jim. Please, Mr. Submarine Man. Can we have some money? Uh, it was the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression, <laughs> oh, causing shit. house yeah, causing house oh, yeah. prices to decline and un- unemployment to increase. Of course. Uh, gas around this time, $2.75 a gallon. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, this is back in 2009. That's like I wild. said, yeah, this is back, Whoa. man. By the way, we should be in a chaos environment. Like, it's a miracle yeah. <laughs> that, like, the whole society of the planet didn't go off the rails from the what the fucking stockbrokers did in 2008 yeah, and crashed yeah. everything. Crashed around everything. Around the world. We- and. We damn near went out. We damn near That's went lights wild. out. I was yeah. I was too young to notice. Like, oh, I was man. Like, it, it was bad. Fuck. It, it was, was bad. bad. That's yeah. crazy. The recession was for real in 2009. We were. <laughs> we didn't really get out of it until like 2012. Yeah, wow. I feel like my father went to the breadline and never came back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was because of you. <laughs> That's true. He was just avoiding me. Uh, there was no bread. <laughs> like, <what father? laughs> there was no bread. He was just smoking a cigarette on the corner. Asking for crystal. Uh, I'm just kidding. My dad's not a crystal meth user. No. <laughs> the, average, the average rent around this time was $700 a fucking month. Uh, the average price of a house was $230,000. Are we talking about 1960 or are we talking about 2009? <laughs> I was, say, I was <laughs> like, what financial crisis? I feel like we're in a bigger financial crisis right now. Yeah, well, the thing is, is now we're crisis. all as broke as we were in 2009, but everything's more expensive. That's yeah. the real problem. We're in a I'm worse in place crisis. now. This sounds like a utopia. <laughs> a movie ticket was $7.50 at the time. It's well, doubled. Until Avatar came out, and then the IMAX ticket was way more expensive than that. Yeah, yeah nowadays it's like yeah, $1,000. Yeah, responsible for movie tickets being 30 bucks. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> he, this this movie we're talking about is why movie tickets are so fucking expensive. 2009, you remember the swine flu was pretty hot around this time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah this yeah. was when the swine flu was killing everybody. Yeah. That was rough. I it killed I, like two I, people. Yeah. There's so much that happened other than that in the world that like I didn't even remember that swine flu was a thing until yeah. you just brought it. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, it is crazy. It's not something I thought about. Yo, 2009 was wild. It was actually. wild. Yeah. People were in bread lines getting the swine flu. <laughs> and James Cameron was just like, here's a really expensive movie. <laughs> uh, 2009, Russia fully closes down gas supplies to Ukraine due to a dispute over a debt of $2.4 billion to Gazprom. Luckily, they patched up their relationship and things have been good between Russia and Ukraine ever since. <laughs> Oh, man. 
It shouldn't be laughing because like people are dying, but that was really funny. People were dying then too. Yeah. It was just a swine yeah, yeah. flu, not of bombs. Hmm. Instead of the cutting off the gas, they just bombed all the gas lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't cut them off nicely this time around. This was also a year. So, okay, 2009. This is gonna sound crazy. This was sort of the year that the celebrity deaths like began. Do you remember this? Celebrities Maybe. started dying in droves. Like, really? Because there was yes. a recession. They couldn't yeah. pay the bills. <laughs> Celebrities have died every year. There's a whole section at the Oscars for it. But this year just felt like, particularly, um, this was the year that Michael Jackson and Farrah Fawcett died on the same day. That's right. Yeah. Michael Jackson had to go and fuck, fuck up Farrah Fawcett's death day with his <laughs> own. You know, nobody remembers that Farrah Fawcett died from her fucking ass killing her on the same day as Michael Jackson, you know. That's right. Yeah. No, guys, that's ignorant. That's ignorant. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, famous people were dying left and right. Michael Jackson started it up. Uh, Farrah Fawcett, the same fucking day. Uh, Patrick Swayze died that year. And I think at that point we were like, well, celebrities are all just going to die now. You know, this is it. This all the Unless celebrities you're in a James die. Cameron movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're under contract with old Jimmy, you're not dying this year. You know. <laughs> This was the year of uh, Black Eyed Peas. We had Boom Boom Pow. I got that's a feeling. Right. I yeah. got a feeling. Well, Holy shit, that's yeah. the 2009 song I ever yes. made. Yeah. Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Oh, my God. Yes, dude. This was the year, big year for like Biebs, Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, wow. Lady Gaga, Black Eyed Peas. And then, no of course, wonder people were dying. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it was a terrible year for music. You had like fucking like Lincoln Park and like Daughtry and shit. It was just like Daughtry. Yeah, if you oh, didn't get God. swine flu at the bread line, you were putting a gun in your fucking mouth, you know, to some fucking Daughtry. Didn't they do the gray album with like Lincoln Park and the Beatles and then people just start throwing themselves yeah. off of balconies? <laughs> Lincoln Park and the Beatles is just, you just die to listen to that. Like, yeah, you don't even have to kill yourself. Bleed. That's insane. <laughs> Big year for movies. The Road. Remember The Road? The post-apocalyptic movie. 2012. Came out in 2009. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a lot of apocalypse movies were coming out. We were like, well, this is it, boys. We're I love how all the studios are like, we're going to monetize on this potential world disaster, but we got to hedge our bets and come out in 2009. That's right. We can't lose these dollars and yeah. cents. We got to go theaters, VOD, and then DVD. Like, the we got to get those yeah. sales in. Because if the world does end in 2012, how are we going to make money back? Right, yeah. right, right, right. You remember, we thought the world was going to end in 2012. That was we like thought the, the whole world thing. was going to end in 2000. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're every fucking year. idiots. Yeah. Every, every year. 10 years, there's some kind of apocalypse. <laughs> That's... Uh, listen to this list, though. Inglorious Bastards uh, came out 2009. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. Lovely Bones, The Hangover, Public Enemies with Johnny Depp, Jennifer's Body with Megan Fox, Watchmen, District 9. And uh, also that movie Fighting that no one saw with Channing Tatum and Terrence Howard. Oh, yeah. Never even heard of this. <laughs> Channing Tatum was just like, oh, like I want to fight about, people. Like, do you guys remember the sound design for Public Enemies? Yes. Oh, incredible. I, I hated it because oh. it was it was like normal, normal dialogue, normal music, and yeah. then gunfire. Level 50 <laughs> and like blow your fucking ears it was out Michael every Mann, time. Right? It I Michael think Mann? so, yeah. And I was just like, Jesus, I can't even watch this. Yeah. Like, it was, it was I love the great movie. I love Johnny, you know, whatever, but yeah. still, I was like, a lot easy of people, on the gunshots. A lot of people hated it. I remember Shelby talking about she hated it because uh, it was way high def and it was like a period piece done in like super HD. You know? Yeah, I But heard that's that just because, yeah. like, in 2009, not all movies were in that right. high 4K and shit. Right. We were still yeah. like, 
like kind of transitioning. 4K was the thing. 2009, 1080p was the highest resolution. Yeah. yeah. See, this is why we got Drake here. I'm this just is... saying it was. It, that's the, it's the beginning. The of HD that was transition. new. HD was yeah. new. Yeah. Like yeah. HD started in 2006 is probably the first time we had like HD, right. like 1080p, and so yeah, it was still a new thing. So yeah, it was. That was probably one of the first like period pieces released in like high definition. Yeah. But I we're can not see the disconnect. Yeah. We're not talking about any of those movies today, though. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what won Best Picture in 2009? Oh, shit. Why didn't I? I didn't do that. One. I don't know, but shout out to Hangover, because that was dope. Oh, and that was, yeah. that was probably, out of all the ones you listed, I think that would be the, my favorite and most fun. I, Slumdog Millionaire won in 2009. Uh, yes. It's a 2009-ass movie. Yes, yeah. dude. This I saw all of these fucking movies in the movie theater. Everything yeah. that I just mentioned, every movie, yeah. I saw all of that shit in the movie theater, man. So, because this is the first, like, um, modern when are we that we've ever done, uh, I also would like to talk about the video games that came out in 2009. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and uh, there, there was no, like, the... A solidified game of the year didn't wouldn't happen until like 2013, 2014. Yeah. So there's no like solidified like thing. But like I'll talk about the big game. So this was uh, the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Wow. So it's funny yeah. uh, they rebooted uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Modern <laughs> Warfare 2, the reboot, is coming out this year. The same but, year as Avatar 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah do that. <laughs> in a lot of ways, uh, what year are we in? 2022. Yeah. 2022 is a sequel to 2009. 2009 yeah, in a lot we're of in a ways. terrible financial <laughs> crisis, and Modern Warfare 2 is coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could that be by design? <laughs> <laughs> Uncharted 2: Among Thieves wow. was another frontrunner for Game of the Year. Uh, and Batman Arkham Asylum, oh, uh, which like kicked nice. off the entire like Arkham franchise yeah. and stuff. Uh, last night at the Game Awards, we learned that Kevin Conroy, rest in peace, the iconic voice of Batman, his final performance will be in the Suicide Squad game that's coming wow. out next year. Damn. So they announced that no one knew that he had recorded audio for Suicide Squad, and like, uh, yeah, his final performance uh, was announced last night. I hope it's not like how Marlon Brando was in the Godfather game, where they <laughs> recorded him from like a hospital bed with his oxygen tank. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, um, <laughs> make them an offer. Other big games from 2009, uh, Assassin's Creed 2, Ratchet and Clank, A Crack in Time, and Resident Evil 5. Oh, shit. So, um, yeah, Resident Evil, uh, 2009, good year for video games. Good year for video games. Hell yeah. Good <laughs> Bad year, year for the economy. Yep. You know what happens is, like, the economy goes to shit, and then entertainment and booze go up yes. from out the roof. Yes. Because people are like, fuck this. I don't want to think about this. Let's mm. just go ham. After the bread line, mm. let's go see Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we can, we can, we'll Yo, save. can I use my EBT at <laughs> AMC? <laughs> <laughs> people were paying with their unemployment checks to uh. go see Avatar. Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the plot of this movie. Not much, just because it is a very long and very intricate movie. But I will tell you, in 2154... By the way, hold on. Time out. No fucking way that we have this tech by 2154. You would have known that in 2009, motherfucker. Wait, like, no, what? Update the date, That's right? 100 years from it. now. We're absolutely going to have that. Yeah. A week... So... 
uh, fucking Elon Musk will six it. days ago they just released an AI that you can have full on conversations with. We are accelerating Jesus. at an ungodly pace. Yeah, but yeah, they didn't know that in two thousand nine. James Cameron. James Cameron knew. James Cameron knew. In a hundred years, we'll absolutely have this tech. When All you right. go as deep in the ocean as he does, you see things that you're not supposed to see. That's, That's what he did. He really song. he he found aliens down there, and they just gave him like, yo, this yeah. is what's gonna happen. Start making your movies yeah. and use this. Use that don't use that and then you'll be good and the, he immediately killed them and turned them into craft services uh, the de- actually it, james cameron is an alien he got abducted ah, and yes. he swapped his body with a body snatcher and, and that's, that's why he's making all these bangers that makes sense to me <laughs> oh man. what are you gonna say no, I was just in the deep sea jellyfish telepathed the future to him. Oh my god. <laughs> sucked his brains out. Uh. 2154. The world is covered in water. Water world. No, I'm <laughs> the natural resources of the earth have been depleted. The Resources Development Administration, or the RDA, mines the valuable mineral unobtainium on Pandora, a moon in the Alpha Centauri star system. Pandora, whose atmosphere is mostly gaseous, gaseous, is inhabited by the Navi, ten foot tall, super hot, ripped, <laughs> blue skinned sapient humanoids with like big tits and dicks. And they all live in harmony with nature. Was this like the mainstream of bringing alien porn into like <laughs> oh, culture? Oh yeah! Like oh, after yeah. The, after seeing Zoe Saldana and like Blue Avatar, everybody's like, "Damn, damn!" Like, Maybe I need me a ten foot. I song. have yeah. I have more details about that. Okay, later. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> to explore Pandora, genetically matched human scientists use Navi human hybrids called avatars. That's the name of the movie. Uh, <laughs> Paraplegic Marine Jake Sully, played by Sam Worthington, who is the Australian Jeremy Renner, is sent to Pandora. <laughs> is sent to Pandora to replace his deceased identical twin, who had signed up to be an operator. Avatar program head Dr. Grace Augustine considers Sully inadequate, but accepts him as a bodyguard. And then it's Fern Gully, but with big, tall, blue, booby people. And kind of dances with wolves. Kind of dances bit. with wolves a little bit. <laughs> kind of the last Mohican. A little bit. A little bit. Kind of an acid trip. Notes from James Cameron: Have a psychedelic or a dream, and then just steal from the best. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. There it's you go. Pocahontas, but CGI. Yeah. And uh, people have sex with their hair. Hell yeah. Yeah. They're like ponytails. Fuck each. But other. also, it's how you ride horses. It's how you ride it. You fuck the horses with your ponytail, <laughs> and you also fuck the trees when you go to sleep with your ponytail. But you also like. But this also how you fuck. Yeah. They kind of like dock ponytails. <laughs> <laughs> hot as shit <laughs> and they're so tall <laughs> nine feet they're nine feet fucking tall with these big ass penis ponytails oh, what a world <laughs> 2009 we gotta go back we gotta go back we are going back we're going we're back, back. Yeah. we're in it again it's a sequel it's a sequel of Twice. now they're gonna be fucking underwater yeah hell yeah slow mo mo cat wet they're ponytails gonna be, they're gonna be docking wet ponytails baby they're gonna fuck some fish yeah <laughs> hell yeah they are yeah they're definitely gonna fuck some fish in Avatar oh, wait, James Cameron's just combining his two loves under the water and, and CGI <laughs> yeah and fucking and fucking I like three things <laughs> The ocean, CGI, and fucking. <laughs> That's Avatar 2, the revenge of the blue people. Uh, so, 
That's all I'm really going to tell you about the plot. You know, go watch it. I don't know, man. It's it's probably out somewhere on IMAX right now. Statistically, you already have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you haven't seen this, it's because you were like trapped in a basement in 2009. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and I feel bad. Or for you were in that. Ukraine. Or yeah, Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Maybe get you were, chance to watch yeah, this. The gas was cut off by that point. It, maybe you missed it standing in a red line, but at some point you, know, you had to have seen this. Ukraine missed it on the first round, and they're going to miss it on the second. Damn it! <laughs> it's Putin the sequel. Just, 2022 yeah. is the sequel does to Putin, 2009. Does Putin line up his attacks with avatars coming out? <laughs> He's like, well, the new avatar is coming out. Time to bomb. Uh, but let's go into the fucking bible or dictionary about what it was to produce this motherfucker this fucking movie the production of this thing for one it spanned like nearly 10 years yeah just yeah. making this thing because he had he basically was waiting for the technology to even catch up to where we could do this yeah you know? so he invented a language Are you talking yeah. about that yeah yeah i got yeah. some stuff cool. on that yeah. yeah we're gonna get into it we're gonna get into the production of avatar now Way back in the late 1900s, the 20th century, in 1995, I think Drake was negative three years old. That was one. Oh, right. When Drake, <laughs> when Drake was one year old, uh, 1995, James Cameron announced that after Titanic, he'd be filming a movie called Avatar. And this is old Jimmy Cameron style. It's going to be $100 million, right up front. I'm going to let you know that. Uh, <laughs> this was before even studios were like, how many? How yeah, many yeah. dollars? What? How, now how? it's like Marvel, like Disney, like whatever. We'll throw $100 million at anything. You know? We'll throw $100 million at some dog shit piece of thing. Like whatever. Fuck it. But now this was like such groundbreaking. You're going to spend how much yeah. on this fucking movie? No, the balls of this guy. He was like, by the way, after Titanic, I'm going to need an extra $100 million to make this Avatar thing. Are the tickets made of gold and gemstones? What's going on? <laughs> Uh, and involve at least six actors in leading roles who appear to be real but do not exist in the physical world. Is that how he described That's, it? He was on acid. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, one of them will be like, you don't know him yet, Jeremy Renner, but one of them will be like him but Australian. And he's not going to be real, but he's going to look real. You know? <laughs> he, he found answers in those jellyfish down at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> when you put that through the whole inflation calculator, by the way, that hundred million dollars in 1995 comes out to about 190 million dollars these about days. Two hundred. Yeah. Well, we were in a recession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the film industry was like, "Hey, bro, like that sounds great. We can't do that. Like, we don't. We're we're struggling with Jurassic Park right now. You know, like this, yeah. we can't make this fucking uh, all computer movie. Real but not real. <laughs> real but not real." Yeah. Ten feet, you know. I. What do you want from us right now? Like, we're, we're, you want their ponytails to do what? <laughs> what? We're working on the Goof Troop movie over here. Like, are you fucking kidding? We're still doing hand drawn like, shit. The message is like not cut down for us. Like, we need some fucking money. Chop those bitches <laughs> yeah. down. And that was a big thing. The nineties, man. Save the rainforest. You know, all those. Yeah, fucking that didn't hippies. work too well. Yeah. <laughs> I think the rainforest still needs some saving. Yeah, because those dirty fucking hippies don't know how to actually make some moves, like old Jimmy Cameron. That's what's got to make a sequel to remind you. <laughs> now it's save the water. Yeah, now Russia's now Russia's bombing the rainforest <laughs> systematically. You know, fucking throw dead Ukraine <laughs> bodies at it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so I watched. <laughs> Damn, maybe we should cut that part out. Man, um, I was gonna say we love yeah, everybody. We love in Ukraine. Oh yeah, we are pro Ukraine real? here, yeah. anti Russia. Just to let you know, <laughs> if anybody's gonna kill us, it's either gonna be Putin or the United States military. We'll find out who comes first. Um, 
So, and, and whoever comes second, we're on your side. <laughs> <laughs> whoever wins, as long as you come. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we call we, we call loser of this game. Thank you. Uh, I watched a GQ interview with James Cameron. By the way, GQ does this series where actors and directors and just fucking legendary film people. Uh, talk about their careers. It's really cool. Like, it's really interesting. I highly recommend it. Just go look it up on YouTube. They've done, like, Scorsese, Spielberg, all the way down to fucking, you know, like, Christian Bale did a really good one. Uh, all these huge A-list film people do, you know, they break down their whole career, all the movies that they've done. Russell Crowe did a good one. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It, it's a really great series. But James Cameron sat down, and he did one about his career, and it was very fascinating uh, he talked about how Leo did not want to do Titanic at first. He basically like dragged. Yeah, I saw yeah. this because Leo was he wasn't challenging himself. He's yeah. like, I don't want to be a heartthrob. It's too basic. And then James Cameron was like, Nah, you gotta break it down. And he like gave him some insight. And then he was like, Oh yeah, this is gonna be different and challenging. And yeah, shit. he he made a good point about yeah. it. He said that Leo had always played these characters with some sort of affliction, either like a disability or an addiction or something like that. And he said uh, Gregory Peck and James Stewart used to do these fucking movies where they would just stand there and be, and that's like the hardest thing that you can fucking do. It's just like be in a scene uh, as a person who is just uh, who doesn't feeling... have the. He said the ailments were a crutch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you did like, watch this interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was a crutch that actors could use, and he goes, "That's kind of cheating." Yeah. He goes, you should be able to convey and still hold the audience's attention and stuff without needing the ailment and without right. needing that yeah. special quirk that makes you different. And yeah. Leo was like, oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. And also, we'll pay you a shit ton of money, you know, mm. Titanic. And like <laughs> Kate Winslet. And Kate Winslet, um, you know. We'll yeah. pay you a Kate Winslet. Yeah, we'll pay you a Kate. <laughs> and you get yelled at by Billy, Billy Zane. Like, you yeah, know, that's great. Yeah. And you get yelled at by James Cameron when the cameras aren't rolling. That's very you know, true. Because he does that a lot. We're going to talk about some of his antics on set and how fun he is to work with. Oh, today. that's fun. I didn't get any of oh, that. Oh, so. yeah. He's a real fun guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> classic asshole. But he talked about how Avatar came to be. And this is from the mouth of old Jim himself. I'm going to quote it for you. Stan Winston and I formed a company called Digital Domain to create CG worlds, CG characters, somewhere around 95. We founded it in 92. It kind of came online in 93. (laughs) All right, Jimmy. uh, Get it together here. (laughs) A lot of dates you're throwing at us. I wanted to write something that I thought of as a provocation, something that I, I would go get financing for, and as a filmmaker... I can encourage slash kick everybody up the backside to generate all this new technology. So I wrote Avatar, which was a kitchen sink approach. It wasn't a smart approach. I just threw everything into it that I thought would be cool. (laughs) This is how the biggest movie ever made came to be. And so we sat. We had technical meetings. I talked about how I want to do facial performance capture. I want to do it with a camera. But they said we can't get there from here. We can't get to what you want to create within a single movie cycle. We have to do other projects and build the tool set and work our way up to it. We literally have to make movies to develop <laughs> the technology to figure out how the fuck to make your movie, basically. <laughs> we have to like advance civilization <laughs> to make your fucking uh, real but not real movie. James here. Cameron thought he was going to the moon, and this was Mercury, then Gemini, and yeah. eventually Apollo. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. We got to land on, uh, uh, you know... We gotta First, land... we got to get to outer space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to <laughs> then break... we got to like exactly. figure out how to survive there, and exactly. then we can go land on the like, moon. No, let's go straight to Pluto. This is good. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> by the way, other people would be doing it because the rising tide of CG was lifting all the ships in the entertainment industry at the same time. What a fitting analogy. Yeah, James. rising tides. Uh, at the same time, and people were developing new tools all over the place. So that was in 95. I got it out and dusted it off in 2005. I was hitting a wall. I wanted to make Battle Angel. <laughs> Did Battle Angel ever come out? Yeah. That was a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Someone right. else did that. Yeah, that's right. I was three scripts in and still wasn't liking it, and I thought, I better have a backup plan here. So I got out Avatar and read it, and I went, oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> you know, this is actually not a bad story. Acid. <laughs> acid. Absolutely. He's <laughs> like, oh, this isn't just acid drivel. Like, it's uh, actually a story here. So then we put Battle Angel and Avatar on a parallel track to develop the facial capture tools, and we thought, maybe we flip a coin. We'll do one first, and then the other. And I was thinking we'd probably do Battle Angel first, and then Avatar. Again, biggest movie to ever have come out, ever. <laughs> it was a fucking coin flip. And I thought, alright, well, I better write a scene. <laughs> we got to the eve of our big test, and there wasn't a scene written for it. So then I looked through the Battle Angel script, and there wasn't a scene that was CG character to CG character, and I thought, well, there's nothing I can take from that. Well, all right, I'll look in the Avatar treatment, which was 80 pages long, and there was a scene that was pretty well fleshed out. It was when Jake first meets Neytiri in the forest, and I said, let's just do this. <laughs> the decision was actually made without realizing it, and... <laughs> that we were going to do Avatar first, because once we got into that, it just seemed more and more obvious that we needed to make that movie. He also said, in 2002, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers had come out, and Gollum... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said Gollum was kind of like his indicator that, like, we're ready. Like, we can do this They now. were like, you did Andy Sor uh, Sorkin? Yeah, did, Andy uh, Sorkin, yeah. Did yeah. mocap for the first time, and then they did all the big uh, battles with the orcs. Those were, like, revolutionary right. by having so many characters yeah. that were CGI in one right. shot and yeah. shit. Yeah, so he was like, we can do this, so... John Landau, my producing partner, by the way, no relation to Martin Landau, uh, if anybody Hello? out there is wondering. Yeah, we'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> Not today, but one okay. day. My producing partner, John Landau, and I looked at each other and said, we're doing Avatar. <laughs> and that is the beginning of how Avatar got fucking made. <laughs> That's really funny, because uh, so my prep for this was I watched the Making of documentary, which is as long as some movies yeah. off the Avatar special, special edition Blu-ray. Yeah. He tells a different story on that. He said, basically, I wrote Avatar right after Titanic, and that was what I intended to make afterwards, but the technology wasn't there. So uh, I just did a bunch of underwater expeditions to pass the time <laughs> until the technology caught God up. God damn it, James. So after about four or five underwater expeditions, uh, I came up for air one day, and we were finally ready. So <laughs> My favorite part of both of these stories is neither of them ever mentioned the noble fact of like saving the rainforest. No, no, no. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. None of it has anything to do with like an inspiring message and like trying to like make the world a better place. He's like, like, nah, this is just what I want to do. He's like, all right, your technology's not ready yet. I'm going to go home to Atlantis for a while, and uh, I'll be back whenever you're ready for me, you know? <laughs> and he said that um, as a child, he really enjoyed wandering into the forest, capturing critters, and making them his pets. Oh, wow. And so... <laughs> this is the beginning of a serial killer. That's <laughs> how Ted Bundy started, too. <laughs> and he just so... got his mansion, he's got taxidermy These were my pets. He said it instilled a love of nature in him from a young child, so the genesis of Avatar 
wasn't a particular point. It was kind of something he always wanted to do. Right. He's like, I had a conversation with Jeffrey Dahmer and decided <laughs> it was time to do Avatar when I come back from Atlanta. Yeah, so one story was like, I've always wanted to make Avatar since I was a kid that was capturing wildlife to make it my, make it my slave. <laughs> and then another story is like, we flipped a coin. <laughs> Me and old John Landau flipped a coin. It was like, why not make a, a $400 million movie? Yeah, because uh, he talked about that in the documentary, too. He was like, we, we did this scene capture with actors that were temporary yeah. just to see if we could do it. And once we saw that we could do it, we were like, let's try and get some money for this. Let's try and get some Well, <laughs> so they did. They they brought it to... <laughs> so they did. So they did. They bring it to 20th Century Fox. That's who we made Titanic with. That's like James Cameron's studio. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Spielberg's Universal. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Cameron is 20th Century Fox. Fox said, it's a good script, but can we like cut out all this hippie tree-hugging shit? This is not for us. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox was like, I we don't care about the trees. Like, <laughs> fucking get we, rid of that shit. We uh, own a mining company in Brazil, <laughs> and this is not going to be good for our bottom line. <laughs> Fox is like, now, those blue people fucking with their hair, more of that. Just less of the tree <laughs> yeah. shit, you know? More docking. More docking, more hair docking, less tree hugging. And it's sort of... But this uh, this set a fire under James Cameron, very James Cameron-esque. He was like, you know what, fuck you, I'm going to lay it on even fucking thicker now. Like, you're going to get the most hippy dippy bullshit I've ever written in my whole fucking life now. And Fox was just like, well, you're James Cameron, so whatever you say, sir, you know. Uh, <laughs> he said uh, he's always been a climate activist. Now we know. He's wandering around the woods fucking capturing animals. Uh, he loves the climate. And then- <laughs> we got to save the animals because I need them for my show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you kill all the animals, I won't be able to kill them, you know. <laughs> if, <laughs> if, they, if they all die from the smog, I won't be able to skin them while they're still alive. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, that's when he decided he wanted this to be a series of films and tell a story based on the real life struggles of indigenous peoples and ecological hooey fooey hippy dippy. It sounds like um, he didn't give a shit about it. No, I think he just wanted to make a very expensive movie <laughs> yeah. where people were real but not real. You know, he spends fucking half his life in, at the bottom of the fucking ocean, you know, on acid. So like I imagine this is just this is just another James Cameron trip. His friends are probably like, he's so full of shit, dude. He just wants to make a very expensive movie. That's all this is. Like, don't listen to this man. <laughs> he was a truck driver. <laughs> This town is so crazy. You can go from truck driver to most successful movie of all time. Uh, oh my god. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and so Fox was like, all right, how much do you need? Um, <laughs> they opened their fucking treasure chest and they were like, just put your hands in there and grab whatever you want. And uh, so Avatar was officially budgeted at $237 million. Wow. This, is, this was like the green lit. They're like, we had to sell that mine in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good news for you, Jimmy. We sold the mine, so you can have all your hippie shit and all the money. Uh, $237 million movie during one of the greatest recessions of American history. What does that mean, inflation calculator? To be fair, they were cutting that check before the economy crashed. (laughs) 
so <laughs> other estimates put the cost between 280 million. Some one of the estimates said that it was 310 million dollars for production so, and 150 million for promotion. With inflation, if it's anywhere near the 300, that is 600 million dollars. Yes. That is over half a billion dollars <laughs> yes. in today's money today's- for one motherfucking movie. How many starving kids around the planet? <laughs> yes. You want to go save some indigenous people? Make a fucking cheaper yeah. movie, bro. <laughs> they could have sent that money to the indigenous people. Yeah. But instead they're like, Literally no. could have saved the rainforest. You could no. have just bought it. We just want the indigenous people to come to the movies and spend $18 on an IMAX ticket. You know, we don't give a fuck. So, uh, so, my so, heart hurts <laughs> from laughing. So, Fox was like, Here's all the money that America has left. Go make this movie. Um, so, so Obama's like, What the fuck? Obama's like, I'm bailing out car companies over here. You know, the he bank- had to bill out the banks because the yeah. banks gave all the money to Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> it was the James Cameron bailout of 2009. <laughs> They're like, uh, why is the economy going to shit? I don't know. You spent half a billion yeah, dollars yeah, in the yeah. past 10 years. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Uh, so the people uh, were blue. And uh, I was like, all right. We wanted blue people fucking their tails. I don't know. Uh, they fuck the horses sometimes, I too. Did know you know that? how many millions of, hundreds of millions or billions we had spent on both wars by this time. <laughs> Not as much as Avatar. Right, right. Could we have invaded another country for this? Like, the space war costs more money. Space war. I would love to hear that the military paid for part of Avatar. That would be fucking Actually, hilarious. that wouldn't be surprising. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. either. Well, you know, his brother was definitely military consulting. Oh, over my it. God. He was, dude. yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. And, you know, um... Rodriguez and uh, Sam got military training. She actually yeah. got knew how to. Fl- she got taught how to fly a helicopter. Yep. For this, so it would all look real. So from January to April 2006, Cameron sat down in Atlantis in his castle, and he worked on, <laughs> and he worked on the script and developed a culture for the film's aliens, the Navi. Their language was created by Dr. Paul Frommer, a linguist at USC, mm-hmm. and it has a lexicon of about a thousand words with some 30 added by Cameron himself. Dude, yeah. you know, it's not enough to hire a doctor of language <laughs> to invent your language. I got some words. Yeah, I got some, I got some ideas about this. I got this. the best words. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> These uh, words are mine. I've got more context on this. Okay, go later. ahead and tell for, it. No, go for ahead. later. I'm, I'm, okay, we'll gotcha. switch segments later. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, from 2005 to 2007, Cameron worked with a handful of designers, including famed fantasy illustrator Wayne Barlow, and renowned concept artist Jordu Shell to shape the design of the Navi with paintings and physical sculptures uh, when Cameron felt that 3D brush renderings were not capturing his vision. This is all, this is all some, you know. I, I, I love this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Often working together in the kitchen of Cameron's Malibu home. Yeah, right. It was in Atlantis. Don't try to tell me different. The man the is the king. The kitchen of his Malibu the, home. Yeah, he's just like, just come over. We'll rough out some of these 10-foot tall boobies. Um, <laughs> none of that 3D brush shit, though. I want the real deal. You know, the Jimmy real wants th- the real deal. You know what I'm saying? His <laughs> Malibu home is actually on the beach in Malibu, and you walk into the water. <laughs> the entrance yeah. to the house yeah. is just on the, the mansion. They and had you to, like go underwater had, to the secret compound. They had to destroy a coral reef to build it. <laughs> yeah. His house is a coral reef. And now he's like, well, we got to do way of the water because I got to go rebuild that reef. Yeah, you got to wear a scuba suit to go 
go visit old Jim. Save the oceans. <laughs> but also, not if it costs me my home. <laughs> Everybody's got their scuba suits on to go into his house, and he doesn't need one. He's just like a fish person. Gills, He's got yeah. gills. Yeah. July 2006, Cameron announced that he would film Avatar for a mid-2008 release and planned to begin principal photography with an established cast by February 2007. <laughs> The balls, the balls, the audacity to be like, I'm gonna do this in a year. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get yeah, it yeah. cut. I'm gonna get it shot and edited in in a year. This is what he does. He goes to the studio, give me all your money, and I'll have this ready in a year. And they're just like, okay, here you go. You know how many executives were like, you know, you could save money by like drawing this out, no. taking it. No, no, we're doing it all at once. I want it real, but not real. <laughs> <laughs> I want it like real, but not real. And by the way, they're like, James, your, your cell phone reception's terrible. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm at the bottom of the ocean again. <laughs> but speaking of cast... The jellyfish told me. The jellyfish told me it's got to be real, but not real. <laughs> speaking of cast, we had old uh, Walmart Jeremy Renner, Sam Worthington. <laughs> Walmart Jeremy Renner. The Australian Jeremy Renner. That's who he is to me, man. Sam Worthington. That guy's career came and went, right? Like, this was pretty I mean, much it. yeah. But yeah. do you need anything else? No. You, yeah, you're was, getting those fucking residuals like crazy. It was this and fucking uh, whatever that, that... He did the remake to like Jason of the Argonauts or some shit. I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> what was that? What was I that again? No Where there was Medusa and shit. Really bad. Oh, Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. That yeah. was Sam Warrington. That was yeah. Sam Warrington. That was production. old Sammy. That was another. Oh, that yeah. was a Sammy production. And that was bomb. That was a yeah. Sammy production. That one. Uh, that one actually, I think, killed his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, after this, I'm just gonna do Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he got job security with Cam. <laughs> He plays uh, Jake Sully, the disabled former Marine who becomes a part of the Avatar program. You know, his twin brother, blah, blah, blah. His military background helps the Navi warriors relate to him. Cameron casts the Australian actor after a worldwide search for promising young actors, preferring relative unknowns to keep the budget down. So there's a tale that Sam Worthington, he got a call to audition for this thing. And he says, this is just another waste of my time. He was very disappointed. He said, this sounds like bullshit. And they say that he was living in his car at the time. Yeah. And he got the call. That's the story they tell is that all he had was a bag of clothes, a bag of books. I and a don't th- believe. And a $3,000 car. Do not believe you. Interesting. Do not, say, he was already huge in Australia. Wait, really? Yeah. Like, there was... He was relatively unknown here, but he was an Australian actor. Like, in Australia, was, people just live in their cars. That's though. very true. That's <laughs> if they were living in their Subarus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I don't, it's uh, a choice. It's not a necessity. Yeah. The, the audition he got, uh, they wouldn't tell him the director or anything. He just had to audition right. for it. And then, like he said, like a little bit later. Uh, you got a call, and they're like, James Cameron wants to fly you out to Los Angeles. He was like, why does he want to do that? Yeah. And they're like, remember that audition you did that you hated? He was like, yeah, what about it? He was like, well, that was for a James Cameron thing. He was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> the plane to L.A. just like looks like it's about to crash in the ocean, and a big hole opens up. He's like, we're going to see Jim. <laughs> Well, what's what's interesting is he talked about like being like uh, living out of his car with a yeah. bag of clothes in a car, and he was like, "Oh, crikey! Well, <laughs> uh, 
as long as I get down this mountain, because I was snowboarding. Oh at the my time. god! <laughs> if you can afford to snowboard, pay fucking rent, okay? <laughs> just get an apartment. I told you, choice. Yeah, uh, he was choosing to live in his car. Like, hey, James can see me whenever I get down this mountain after I shred the board, <laughs> and then I'm just gonna go surfing, dodge some sharks. Yeah, there, right? yeah. He's like, well, I just, I just had uh, lunch at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and I'm living in my car. <laughs> I do want to say it's I like, love Australia and Australians because it's a country full of criminals and prison guards. Yeah, yeah. South <laughs> Australia, we love you guys. They Don't to love us? the prison guards, love the criminals. Yeah, love <laughs> the criminals. We love you crime bastards. Do they listen to us? Probably. Oi, crikey. Probably. Uh, I don't know what our Australia listener base is, but that spiked after it's, this. It's there. Here. It'll spike after this, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably from hate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, the old Sea King cast Sam Worthington out of his car, <laughs> brought him into the movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, Cameron felt that because Worthington had not done a major film, he would give the character a quality that is really real, but not real. Uh, <laughs> really real, like inexperienced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in other words, he's cheap. Which, by the way, you know, we don't have a lot of money to make this film, so, like, we gotta get a cheap actor, you there's, know? Uh, there's a funny line in the doc where Cameron was like, I want a young actor. Sam was already 30, but he would do. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jimmy. All right. He's like, I really, you know, Sigourney's our own, our biggest budget. And yeah. then what's his name? The guy from the human side. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. He's got like an Italian name. Yeah. Here, well, I, well we'll get into him probably. Uh, Cameron said, Sam has the quality of being a guy you'd want to have a beer with in his car. And he ultimately no, becomes. No, I did not want to have a beer with James Cameron. <laughs> No, yeah, Sam Worthington's like, no, thank you. Sounds like that's using angry drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Worthington also briefly appears as Jake's deceased identical twin, Tommy. So he played two roles in this. Uh, Cameron initially, did you hear about this? Who he initially offered that role to? No. Matt Damon. What? He offered this to Matt Damon with a 10% stake in the film's profits. Oh, my God. But Damon turned the film down because of his commitment to the Bourne film series, which worked out for him because this movie was just a big flop, never made any money. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was... The Bourne movies, movies also movies, printed though. money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Bourne movies also printed money. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. You do four Bournes equals one Avatar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, like, this movie was a fucking commitment. Yeah, so, no yeah, doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. If I was yeah. Matt, I probably would have chosen that because Bourne sounds like it's more fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like your action. Yeah, you there's a lot of yeah. fucking tank and rigging. And and I will screen. get into this. There's a lot of this movie that sounds very not fun. Yeah, for to sure. actually do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. with all the mocap mm-hmm. and then you know just everything entails with oh, production. I'll get into it, <laughs> man. I'm with you though. Like J- Jason Bourne was Dude like Bourne. his fucking James yeah. Bond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, we had Stephen Lang as Colonel Miles Quatrick, the head of the mining operations security detail, uh, Fox's mine actually. Um, we got motherfucking Sigourney Weaver as Dr. Grace Augustine, an exobiologist and the head of the Avatar program. Avatar was Sigourney Weaver's seventh science fiction film in her career, and it was released 30 years after Sigourney Weaver's breakthrough film Alien. And if you remember, James Cameron also directed her in the sequel, Aliens. Aliens. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, that was them together. So this was their second yeah. film doing together. He originally didn't want to cast her because he was like, is it is it kind of corny to like on the nose. do it again? And right. he was like, no, it's such a different character. I'll just yeah. go with it. And uh, I don't remember the, the original 
name of that character rhymed with Ridley. Yeah. So he changed it because he cast her, and he was like, I don't want it to be that on the nose. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. She was like, Ridley, and then the Squiggly. Yeah, it was like, Whidley. Squiggly, Dr. Squiggly. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Squiggly. (laughs) We need you at once, underwater, in in the ocean. (laughs) <laughs> she's such a legend though dude we'll do an episode on her one day yeah. uh, there was some funny stories about her she said she basically just played James Cameron her character is just That's an, a, like an imitation of him I'm just gonna do an impression of you yeah. how much more meta could that be that's exactly what she said she that's was really like she, she found it very fun to like just make fun of him in front of his face basically that's <laughs> hilarious like, uh, and also the cigarette that she smokes is computer generated by the way <laughs> there, she had CGI first cigarettes CGI cigarette. first CGI CGI cigarette. Also, Gorney Weaver. The tobacco company's real pissed about that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Fox was probably pissed too. They're like, you know, we also have cigarette companies, right? Like, <laughs> you want you James, want another fifty mil? You know, hey, go Philip Morris in here. Philip Morris, you spent fifty million dollars on cigarette renders. <laughs> you could have just gotten a fucking cigarette, twenty bucks for a pack. It's 2005, man. They're in the bread lines for bread and cigarettes. Just go get one. Uh, we had Michelle Rodriguez as Trudy Chacon, a uh, combat pilot assigned to support the Avatar program who is sympathetic to the Navi. And uh, yeah, like you were saying, she got helicopter training for this and all that. She's such a badass, man. And of course, our giant blue love interest, Zoe Zaldana as Neytiri, the daughter of the leaders of the... Omatikaya, I wonder if the USC guy or James Cameron made up that one, uh, the Navi clan central to the story. And so that's all our characters. Yeah. Now we're ready to do uh, And who, you were talking about an, an Italian guy? Uh, yeah, the guy who was like the business head of the humans. Not the security military guy, but the one in charge of like the mission command. He was also, you know. Oh, uh, Giovanni Ribisi. G- yes. Yeah, yes. Giovanni Ribisi's in this as well. That's right. Wasn't yeah, he yeah, also yeah. a crazy Scientologist? Yeah. Oh. Hey. Right. Oh. Hey. Oh. Hey. He is a, Aren't hey. all Scientologists crazy? Yeah. <laughs> he is a Scientologist. Hey. You That's know what? Right. I'm less worried about Russia or the United States government. <laughs> I'm more worried about all Scientologists. More worried about our own backyard. Hey. Yo. Hey. Uh, I'm... My name is Rabisi PC over here. <laughs> Rabisi brings peace. So now we got this thing cast. We got all the money that America had left. We're ready to go. Uh, so now we're going to get into the filming of Avatar. While these preparations were underway, getting the casting done, you know, James Cameron's probably taking another deep sea dive somewhere. And in the meantime, uh, Fox kept wavering in its commitment to Avatar because of its painful experience with cost overruns and delays on Cameron's previous picture, Titanic. So even though Cameron rewrote the script to combine several characters together and offered to cut his fee in case the film flopped. He's like, basically, <laughs> if this thing doesn't do well, you don't got to pay me. How about that? <laughs> They're like, all right. Uh, <laughs> it said he installed a traffic light with the amber signal lit outside of co-producer John Landau's office to represent the film's uncertain future. <laughs> yeah. Acid. He was James Cameron did some stuff. All right, he uh, he was very theatrical with his uh, his antics. In mid 2006, Fox told Cameron in no uncertain terms that they were passing on this film. So at one point, it was like, never mind, we're not doing Avatar. <laughs> so he began shopping it around to other studios. He approached Walt Disney Studios, showing his proof of concept to then Chairman Dick Cook. Dick Cook. Uh, nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> However, 
<laughs> when Disney showed interest, Disney was like, all right, fuck it, we'll do it. Uh, Fox was like, no, no, no. We'll do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> if Disney's going to do it, we want to do it. All right. So Fox exercised its rights of first refusal. And in October 2006, Fox finally agreed to commit to making Avatar after Ingenious Media agreed to back the film, which reduced Fox's financial exposure to less than half of the film's official $237 million budget. So they were getting away a little bit cheap here. They only had to do like $120 million. You know, that's it. Um, after Fox accepted Avatar, one skeptical Fox executive shook his head and told James Cameron and Landau, I don't know if we're crazier for letting you do this or if you're crazier for thinking you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, well. That's also a very Hollywood exec thing yeah, to say. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I think this is a bad decision, but you're James Cameron, so I guess we're going to do this. Uh, they hired more than 1,000 people to work on this production. Um, yeah, this was the biggest jobs program to 2009. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he employed more people than any other company in America at the time. In preparation of the filming sequences, all the actors underwent professional training specific to their characters, such as archery, horseback riding, firearm use, hand-to-hand combat, helicopter piloting. They received language and dialect training in the Na'vi language created for the film. And oh, do you have a little story about James Cameron shooting the bow and arrow? No. Oh, I've got that story. You do? Really? All right, I'll let you say first. Oh, my God, right, dude. Yeah. I can't wait. To help the actors prepare for their roles, I love this story. Director James Cameron took the cast and crew to Hawaii, where they spent their days trekking through the forest and jungles in order to get a better sense of what it would be like to live and move around the jungle on Pandora, since there would not be any actual jungle sets to aid and guide the actors and crew. That's, <laughs> That's why I have so much context on all of this. That's such bullshit, dude. I mean, what a great fucking gig. It's just like, I guess we'll just go to Hawaii for a while to learn how to walk through a jungle. It's like, just walk. Like, oh, just, no, I got, I, got, I got a lot of context on this. Okay. We'll get to this on my segment. So. <laughs> Zoe Zaldana, this is my favorite. She even dressed up as a warrior during these journeys, complete with an alien tail, symbolic of, her, of one of her... Of the one her character has in the movie. She's just a furry. <laughs> she was in Hawaii walking through like these hikes with a fucking tail on. <laughs> dressed like a some sort of Navi warrior. Still hot, though. Yeah. <laughs> she's crazy. She's that hot, crazy scale, you know, for sure. Like, she's hot and nuts. And, uh, you know, of course, they were only hiking during the daytime, and they were spending their nights at the Four Seasons Hotel at night. So, oh, okay. Yeah. They, they, were, they were living it up in Hawaii. The rough life. They were roughing it. They were just like the it. Navi. That's right. Just like <laughs> Kevin Costner in Waterworld style, you oh, know. Yeah. Everybody else is living in the fucking sun, and Kevin Costner, like, owned a hotel right there. <laughs> it's like I'm going back to my room and getting some margaritas. You guys have fun. Um, <laughs> Leave me on this fucking raft to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we move on, do you want to your two cents in on that one? I'll just save my whole segment for the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah. During filming, Cameron made use of his virtual camera system, a new way of directing motion capture filmmaking. The system shows the actors virtual counterparts in their digital surroundings in real time allowing the, the director to adjust and direct scenes just as if shooting live action, which is really cool to me. So he was seeing the Na'vi on his monitor, you know? Like, I, I'm sure they weren't fully rendered or anything. It was probably... I have context on this. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. According to Cameron, it's like a big, powerful game engine. If I want to fly through space or change my perspective, I can. 
I can turn the whole scene into a living miniature and go through it on a 50 to 1 scale. So, Except the software kept crashing because it didn't like it wasn't. I have context on that really? too. Interesting. <laughs> I have context on that as well. Yeah. They're like, the software wasn't designed for this, so we pushed it to the limits, and we were in the middle of shooting, and it just started to crash, and then we had to reset. Jesus, man. Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, my God, dude, that crashing sounds like a fucking nightmare. Most of the animal noises heard in the movie are recycled dinosaur noises from Jurassic Park. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. (laughs) Notably, the T-Rex and the raptors. The whooping and cackling sounds made by the wolf-like predators on Pandora are actually real spotted hyena calls. So they were just little space hyenas. That's what they were. <laughs> James Cameron was like, I've actually trapped a few real space hyenas in my day. Jellyfish told me about them. <laughs> One of his on-set stories about it's a nightmare to work with Jim Cameron. He was known for being very tough on set. He would keep a nail gun on set, and if your cell phone went off uh, on set, he would nail your fucking phone to the wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, dude. He was a maniac. Unhinged. Unhinged like, maniac. That was my wife. She just went into labor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the hospital is. <laughs> That's all I really have about the filming of it. Okay, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So let me get into this. Yes. Because I have a lot of context about every aspect of what we just kind of talked about. Yes, please. That'll do it for part one. Wow, this sounds bad. I am recording on my MacBook Pro's internal speaker because I am visiting my parents and don't have my recording equipment here. But I will roll the outro uh, that we will recycle for part two. And yeah, uh, it ended up being a two-hour episode. And I figured uh, I'm already super late. I want to get this up as quick as possible. Hopefully part two later this week. And then a Christmas episode on a Christmas if everything goes right. We appreciate you uh, rocking with these delays as things are chaotic. Thank you guys. See you in part two. Where I will go over... All of the technical aspects, the actual technology behind it, really interesting stuff. Um, Really excited about the research I did on it, so definitely check into that. Roll the outros. You can find me on Instagram at Drake Cummings, on TikTok at Hollywood Drake, on Twitter at Drake underscore Cummings, uh, at my merch store, RagingTwaysMerch.com. And, you know, if you're out here on that website, especially ones about running through jungles with uh, tails on. Just type my name in and see. See what comes up. Google them, bitches. I might have shot some footage for old Jim. (laughs) Google them. For old Jim. Google me. Who are you, Dev? You can find me sailing through the set of Alvador 2 looking for Captain Nemo and the Nautilus trying to fuck a fish. Uh, (laughs) Sailor underscore Dev on Insta and Abercadaver Dev on Twitter. (laughs) You can find me at Jimmy DeLoy or James White Scott, depending on where you're looking for me. Uh, film History, The History of Film, or at FHHF Podcast. And you can also find me going 20,000 leagues under the sea to have an audition with Jim Cameron. And that's been Film History, The History of Film. <laughs>